Ladies and gentlemen, run, Barry, run, for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Run, Barry, run, there's something that's getting you, run, Barry, run. <laughs> it's a feds. Oh, no, political. Oh, no. <laughs> Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Oh, gosh. Huh? Are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're going to build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Luke, we're going to have company! Luke! Hello. 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 I am a Kendall Richardson. And I am the speedster himself, a Michael Listener. <laughs> and you are now experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yes, experiencing it through the medium of time. It's linear. Or is it? Or is it a Colosseum inside of a ball, inside of another ball? Ah, uh, bagel. Bagel. No bagel <laughs> in this. How, how, how dare there no bagel in the Flash movie? Yes, how dare they? <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. Oh, yes. Um, welcome to the show, everybody. Um, thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. If you're watching, if you're listening, we appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. Um, we have a lot of things to talk about today. Some pretty cool news and some not so good news and some, you know, Spoilers to get to down the road. So, <laughs> ah, we're going to kick things off as we always do um, with the wonderful Fulia giving us her thoughts. Uh, Hi, Fulia. Hi, Fulia. What she's <laughs> been watching over the last week because she's still not with us, but as always, she technically is still here. So, <laughs> um, let me get right to it. Awesome. Okay. Fulia says, I went to the cinema last week. Yay! That's me going yay, because, oh my god, yay. I love the cinema. Um, as we all know. The highly anticipated Disney Pixar movie, Elemental, has finally arrived, and I watched it on release day. Nice. Uh, it is a visually stunning animation with so many cute and funny jokes. The story itself is based around an immigrating family of fire who has had to build their lives from the ground up. Ember loves her family so much that she is willing to take over the family business despite her frustrations for customer service. In parentheses, I hear you, girl. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then she meets Wade, who opens her eyes to what she really wants to do with her life. This movie is Pixar hitting some sensitive issues, but through the family-friendly lens, as they so often do, of course. Uh, it is worth the watch even if it's just to see the beautiful art style of the animation, I can definitely take a screenshot and use it as a wallpaper or take any establishing scene and hang it up on my actual house wall. <laughs> um, nice. Uh, and then she finishes with, apart from Elemental, I've also been catching up on Master uh, Chef episodes. Um, that is all from me. Awesome. Thanks, Fulia. I'm glad you enjoyed Elemental. I hope, it is, I hope it's good because I haven't even decided if I want to watch it yet. Um, cause like the first teaser trailer for that was like, oh yeah, I could vibe with this. And this, the full trailer came out and I was like, I'm not entirely so sure anymore, but I'm very glad that Fulia enjoyed it. Um, cause you know, it's Pixar and yeah, Pixar is fantastic. Um, awesome. Thank you. 
Thank you very much. Uh, Michael. Hello. Hello. What have you been watching? Well, uh, yes. I, I've also heard a lot of good things about um, Elemental as well and how uh, it's, it's, <laughs> it's apparently a big tearjerker. So make sure you get, oh. get them tissues ready because you're making the elements of rain. Coming from your <laughs> eyes. Um, yeah, so hopefully I'll get to watch that as well. So maybe I'll take my my, my daughter, who's um, mm. is the re- reasonable and proper age to actually go and watch stuff because she's sitting down. And I do say that because my wife and my girl actually went, went to see Little Mermaid. Yes, I saw. Yes, a little, a little daughter, uh, daughter, mum date yes. thing. Uh, went to get some pizza, and yeah, and went to see uh, Little Mermaid, and uh, liked it. Liked it so. Oh, good. Yeah, liked it so much. Probably better than the cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. But I thought. <laughs> and then we were so, sort of discussing it, and uh, and I said I, I don't care about spoilers. I've seen 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 the cartoon, so what do they yeah. do different? And they and she she said, well, they did this this this. Is oh, that's an interesting take, and that's a, that's a different sort of area that they can sort of explore. Uh, and the biggest thing that I want to say, I'm not sure if I should spoil it or not, but um, it's I, I don't think it's a central thing because they don't really speak about it. Uh, they don't really specify how old um, Ariel is, so that okay. little that little um, awkwardness of a sixteen-year-old falling in love for the first time, and basically, you know, let's just bypass all that. And it's like, well, she, she's eighteen, twenty, whatever, and still living at home. So, I uh, just want to escape from the outside world as of an overbearing father, which you know, which I'm not. I don't think I don't know. My daughter's not my daughter's not dating age yet. She's only six. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, yeah, so apparently it's good. So uh, another nice. um, dare I say it, a good live action version of a cartoon. Hmm. Interesting. Mm, okay. Very interesting. interesting. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but stuff that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Um uh, on Disney Plus, the new sort of doco of Stan Lee came out. Uh, and I yes. watched that. Was it uh, good? Yeah. It started off good. Okay. And then when it was starting to ramp up as things, are we not going to explore more of this adventure? No? Okay. You do you. Oh, did they Disneyfy him? A little bit. Um, they they did a decent job at the start where they're talking about like his upbringing and and how uh, essential Marvel like started and how it uh, reformed and sort of uh, people come and go and there's a lot of mentions of uh, you know Dipko and Kirby and all, and all that and they didn't really show away of the, of uh, Stan and Dipko having a bit of a minor altercation like on a radio radio station but but I, i'm glad they sort of touched on that but after that when they were going through uh like during the 90s where marvel was essentially almost bankrupt and they had to sell off their their ips to different mm-hmm. different they didn't really touch that and i thought that's okay, okay. 
as a bit weird. And then they sort mm. of like smash cut. <laughs> they went from the like the early uh, like the late eighties, then smash cut to two thousand and ten. I thought, okay, that was a oh. that was a big jump. <laughs> That's massive jump. No. And then they said, and then they said, and they sort of just left it, left it at that, really. It's like, and and all of a sudden, uh, Marvel was in the zeitgeist again with these Marvel movies. It's like, yeah, cool, fine, whatever. And then, and then all of, and then yeah, it just ended. It's like, ah, oh, and he died on this day, blah blah blah. It's like, oh. okay, okay, fine. If you want to know the real story, you can go on out and find it yourself. You're not going to, you know. Right. So they sort of Disney it at the end. But it was good for the first That's half. Annoying. It okay. Was good, it was good for the first half. I do recommend the first half. But And if you want a whimsical, like, ending, then there you go. All good. All good. All okay. Good. Yeah. So, cool. I yeah. Sort of a weird one to, <laughs> to uh, recommend. So stay for the first half and then... Do your own research at the end. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, uh, there was a TV show, TV show documentary sort of thing on uh, Paramount Plus that came out. Um, in Australia, there's a like satirical news outlet called called the uh, Batuta Advocate, mm. and they do a lot of like cool, like <laughs> witty, witty stuff. Uh, online essentially it was started online and then they made a book and then and then they they have a they they have their own podcast no plug but you know uh, I, I used to listen to them and then i thought ah oh, i need something a bit more so uh, so i do i do enjoy like the odd satire every now and again but living in this world satire is dead uh and the, and the world is too bizarre for satire yeah Anyway, and yeah, so they, they the first uh, like episode of their adventure on um, uh, Paramount Plus uh, is sort of like a, a documentary into a uh, into a thing like a subject, and then uh, and yeah, just set their sights on just like a, a forty minute like adventure, a forty minute um, di- dive into a partic- particular subject. Uh, sort of political, but also Australian-based. And the first one they went, they talked about the story of Hillsong, and uh, Houston, we have a problem, which is quite, <laughs> quite fun. Uh, and all about uh, Frank Houston and Brian Houston and their and their ordeal. I won't spoil it because yeah, find it out for yourself if you if you like, um, you know. Uh, the sort of almost undoing of uh, two churches at the same time. Yeah, so interesting. Viewer discretion. <laughs> there, there is like pretty um, hefty subject matter, and it's ill, yucky, mm, embezzling. Yeah, all all that good stuff that you want to see in a church. Um, yeah, yeah. So that was it, basically. Uh, also, just. Just watching like uh, random stuff, like uh, like with my kids, they they um, I'm slowly showing them uh, some some uh, some uh, SpongeBob and and Rocco's Modern Life, re- revisiting that, and also uh, a show called Gravity Falls, which is pretty cool. Uh, mm, I've heard good things. Yes, um, definitely watch it if you. If yeah, I, I recommend you probably enjoy it 
It's yeah. It's sort of like a cartoon version of uh, Twin Peaks. Um, <laughs> so, uh, like these two twins go into uh, go to their uh, granduncle's um, tur- uh, tourism trap. You know, the sort sort of. Uh, it's like, oh, the big koala. So let's go there and buy a keychain and stuff like that. And there's weird stuff happening in Gravity Falls, and it's like a mystery of what's happening. And it's like, oh, stuff. And whimsicals too. And it only goes for two seasons, and mm. and it's all it's all nice and cool and weird and mysterious. And yeah, and a little bit of uh, like Stephen King sort of uh, like aspect as well like going into like um uh into the wilderness sort of thing as like there's a undercurrent of maybe evil maybe maybe uh supernatural that's what that's the word i was trying try to think is it's like supernatural but for kids so mm. yeah so uh, that's basically it for me um and also nice. i saw the flash but we'll talk about that later spoiler yes so fully up you when you're doing the edit Maybe close your ears for that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't you, listen. Just put it all in uncut. Yeah. So if if it's out of sync, then you'll know. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> our editor's not listening because she hasn't seen it yet. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. <laughs> what about you, Kendall? What about me? Yes. Well, I mean, I also watch The Flash, but we will be talking about that in detail later on, of course. Um, uh, apart from that, I haven't really had a lot of time to do much watching of things this week. I have been quite busy, um, but I have been busy doing some watching, I suppose. Um, so I was able to, uh, continue my watch of Medici. I started season three, so I'm two, two episodes into that. Um, and yeah, it's really, really good. It's, it's great. I really like this show. I'm sad that I've only got six episodes to go and then it's done. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm going to like dive into like the history of the entire thing so I can compare the fiction with the fact, you know, because it's a hor- historical fiction, like not the entire thing is based on true events. It's mostly, mostly true, but then they've, you know, they've had to fill in the gaps, obviously, because it's like 700 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, but yeah, it's fantastic. I really like it. Uh, and what else? Um, speaking of TV shows, continued my Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rewatch. I'm uh, past halfway uh, in season two now. So that's really, really cool. The Inhuman storyline is kicking off now. So um, loving revisiting that and having certain characters appear and and leave has been good and sad and emotional and wonderful at the same time. So yeah, um, very much enjoying diving back into that show. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. And I suppose lastly, I will mention the other thing. The only other thing I watched this week was, as I said last time we met, true to my word, I went and saw Across the Spider-Verse again. Yay! Um, hey! So I've seen it twice now, and I I know I did say last week, if I there was anything else I'd uh, forgotten on our spoiler chat, I would remember it and say it now. And I'm like, do you think I remembered anything? No. No. <laughs> no. Nah. Didn't write anything down. Nothing. Well, but I... I feel like I feel like if I, I if there was anything striking, I would have been like, okay, I need to make a note of that so I don't forget. So I don't think there was anything pertinent that I needed to address. 
uh, you know, to, or to add on to my thoughts from last last week's podcast. But um, but yeah, but I will say I did enjoy watching it more the first time around, which is I don't think that's a criticism of the movie. I just like. I was so on edge watching it the first time, so riveted, so engaged that the second time I'm like, oh, I'm just a bit more relaxed now. I know what's coming. I know where all the beats are, where all the, you know, the twists and the turns are going and, and whatnot. Yeah. But it, so it was just nice to kind of be in the world and not, you know, not feel as like intense as I was the first time I watched it. So, um, so that's good. And it was, it was great. I still enjoyed every moment of it. And, you know, the friends I went and saw it with, one of them hadn't seen it yet and he loved it. He thought it was brilliant. Um, so yeah, so it's good. I probably won't go again. I, I think I've had my fill for now. I might rewatch it before, um, beyond the Spider-Verse comes out no doubt. in March. No hmm. doubt. I, 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 I imagine the, a lot of the cinemas will probably do double headers, when that one drops. <laughs> um, so I think I might get on board for something like that if that happens. But um, yeah, good times. Uh, that is it for me and my weekly watchings, which means, of course, it's now time to dive on into the nerdy news. This is the news in nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most s, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty, nerdy news time. And we're going to kick things off with some Marvel-related news, but also some just general Disney news, because um, during the week it was announced that a whole bunch of Disney-owned films have been reshuffled um, in terms of when they're coming out. It's made me think of the last time we had COVID reshufflings. They were just endless during the pandemic. Um, I would imagine these reshuffles are probably due to the writer's strike. Um, I don't know if that's been explicitly said, um, but there's, they have like one article have just kind of said production delays in general has forced their hand to change things. Um, but it looks like, yeah, the writer's strike has definitely had, um, a part to play. In yeah, they delays. won't, they, they won't admit it, but yeah. No, but it's, it is what it is. Yes. Um, so, um, we'll start with some Star Wars news first. So basically, um, the next Star Wars movie we're supposed to be getting, it was supposed to come out in 2025. Um, it's been moved, um, quite a while. It's coming out on the the 22nd of May, 2026. We don't know what this movie is yet. Um, but there's another one coming out later that year. It'll be on the uh, 18th of December in 2026. So we're getting two Star Wars movies that year. Um, and then a whole year later, there's going to be a third Star Wars movie coming out on the 17th of uh, December 2027. So three big Star Wars movies coming a little bit later for us now, but they're still on the way. Um, moving to... Um, the world of Avatar now, um, which is just, you know, I mean, we've waited so long for these movies and now we're just going to have to accept we'll have to wait a little bit longer um, because the Avatar franchise has been delayed even more. Uh, the third film will not be coming out now until December 19, 2025, so <laughs> a whole three years 
after Way of Water, uh, Avatar 4 will be out on uh, the 21st of December 2029, four years after that. And then a further two years down the road, we will see the fifth and final film in the series uh, come out on December 19, 2031. I don't know how old James Cameron is, but I hope he's alive by the time these movies come out. Because, um, <laughs> damn. Um, and I think I saw some some joke that maybe, I don't know if it was Zoe Zeldania said this or this was like a, some meme that was created, but she said something to the effect of, you know, I'm going to be in my fifties when these movies finish or whatever. Um, I just thought that was kind of amusing. Um, but I don't know if that's, I didn't fact check that. So take that with a grain of salt. Um, Interesting. and lastly, <laughs> yes. And, and if you have a look at Harrison Ford in Indiana Jones, I mean, yeah, yeah it's never fine. too old, never too old. Um, uh, and of course saving, uh, you know, I usually say save the best for last, but in this case, I'm not so sure. Um, <laughs> in terms of the MCU movies, we've got uh, a bunch of big moves happening. So um, Captain America Brave New World, we talked last week about the new title of the movie. Uh, this one has now been moved from May next year to August 2024. So it's been delayed three months, uh, which has then caused a massive ripple effect throughout the whole thing. Uh, so after that, we've got Thunderbolts. Um, coming out on the 20th of December 2024 now. Um, Blade is moving to February 14th, 2025. (laughs) Uh, You know, just your perfect Valentine's Day viewing. Um, And Fantastic Four has been pushed further back as well, now coming out on the 2nd of May 2025. Um, And then, uh, to cap it off, the, uh, no pun intended, the Avengers movies that are coming. Avengers... uh, four and five yeah we've had no five and six avengers five and six so that's kang dynasty and secret wars kang dynasty has been moved an entire year it was supposed to come out on the 2nd of may 2025 it is now not coming out until the 1st of may 2026 and secret wars uh has moved out of that may 1 2026 date it previously held which was uh, albeit its second release date now onto its third it's coming out oh the day before my 39th birthday <laughs> May 7th 2027 is when we will see Secret Wars on screen a whole just under four years from now so um, yeah lots and lots of changes going on um, I'm okay with this I suppose I'm I, I, I guess thinking about it I'm not as disappointed to see these delays I mean the one Marvel movie out of all of them that I'm most excited to see is Fantastic Four, so it's sad to see that get pushed back again for a third time. Um, but as long as the movie's good, it will be worth the wait. <laughs> I, I will maintain that fact. Um, yeah, so I don't know. But I, I, I can imagine there are a lot of people out there that are a bit dismayed by this. But, you know, if it's the result of the writer's strike, then, you know, it just proves that the studios need to get their shit together and um, pay them appropriately, as we've been saying every week for the last month. Yeah, especially show. especially at the end of this month. Yes, yes, we're coming. We're what twelve days away from from crunch time. And then, uh, f- and then actors yeah. are going to go. Yankee. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then two, two Hollywood. go on strike. 
Hollywood will implode and it's going to be glorious. Um, we can only hope. We can only hope. Ah, yes. Michael, how are you feeling about all of these reshuffles? Similar to me or are you, I don't know, just blase or whatever? Yeah, a little bit blase and like similar. It's like, yeah, it's a, it's a shame because uh, as a as a devoted consumer, um, <laughs> I'm, anno- I'm annoyed and Blade can't take, you know, can't, can't catch a break. <laughs> nope. Delays. Directors. No directors. What's going on? Yeah. Anyway. And, <laughs> yeah, wasn't there a thing where Deadpool 3 was sort of bumped up? Yeah, I believe Deadpool 3 was moved up, like, a week or uh, a month or something. Something like um, And they also said this week that... um. We're not going to see Domino again in that. No, Zazie Beats isn't going to be in Deadpool 3 mm. um, as well, which is disappointing. But, um, yeah, it's been pushed up. Where is... I doubt that Moved up make... six... Sorry, sorry. Moved up six months. That's... So we're getting Deadpool 3 a lot sooner. Yeah. Um, even though it's in early production stage. Da, 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 da. It's, wow, okay. It's coming out next May. So when when we were supposed to get Captain America Brave New World, that's when we're getting Deadpool 3 now. So we're getting Deadpool 3 a whole six months sooner. That's, uh... Huh. Interesting. Mm. Although this article is saying that Brave New World will come out on the 26th of July, 2024, which I'm pretty sure is not the date I just read out before. Oh wait, no, it it is. Never mind, ignore me. <laughs> no, I don't want it. I think it was August. This article said August and this article says July, so Yeah. Oh well, it's been delayed. But we're getting Deadpool three earlier, so thanks for reminding me of that. I forgot to mention that, Mike. Thank you. That's all right. I heard that, I thought, ooh. Mm. Mm. Worried. Mm. <laughs> mm. I mean, yeah, yeah, getting it early, but still when we're de- dealing with uh with, with the hubbub. It's weird. Um, yeah. Indeed. What else, what else was I going to say? I can't remember. Yeah. Anyway, pushing on. Mm. Uh, yeah, with the Domino. Uh, well, we're not probably not going to get cable either. I mean, no. heaven, heaven forbid. Uh, we're we're going to get... Fa- <laughs> Can you imagine Thanos and cable in the same room? Nah, I don't think so. <laughs> anyway. Nope. Yeah. Anyway. Cool. All right, let's cross the pond to DC now because uh, we have some news to share around the upcoming Batman Brave and the Bold movie uh, that is uh, going to be as part of James Gunn and Peter Safran's uh, new DCU that will be kicking off in a couple of years from now. Um, Andy Machete, who uh, has just recently directed The Flash, has been uh, locked in to direct Brave and the Bold uh, for Warner Brothers. So... Um, yeah, I think this is great. I think he did a really good job with The Flash, um, which obviously we will talk about later. Um, but, um, you know, I think he he's a great visual director. I mean, we've obviously seen that in the past with both of the uh, It movies that he, he directed. You know, he knows he knows how to 
frame frame scenes well and uh you know and create spectacle and um I think he did a really good job with that so it's nice to see that he's been given another shot at the superhero thing and James Gunn seems pretty happy um he said um in a joint statement with Peter Safran, he said, We saw The Flash even before taking the reins at DC Studios and knew we were in the hands of not only a visionary director, but a massive DC fan. It's a magnificent film, funny, emotional, thrilling, and Andy's affinity and passion for these characters in this world just resonates through every frame. So when it came to find a director for The Brave and the Bold, there was really only one choice. And luckily, Andy said yes. Um, yeah, so this is, this is great. This is very cool. Mm. Um, I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm, I have no problems with this at all. Michael, what are you thinking? Yeah, um, I definitely enjoyed, um, not to spoil what I'm going to talk, talk about from The Flash, but I de- definitely like um, enjoyed like his visual um, aspect when it ca- comes to these films. And yeah, with It as well is where I first uh, fa- found him. Um. Uh. Yeah. He. He definitely ha- has his um. Uh. Unique visual cues, and also a little bit of um. Uh. Touching on different genres as well. So, um. And also giving him like a Batman thing is like yeah, it's not bad. I mean, quick. quick uh, if we're going to talk about Batman, I mean Matt Reeves' Batman is still going ahead. So I, I think yeah, audiences. Uh, would actually understand that that this is a different interpretation of Batman. How uh, this may feel like a bit of bit more light-hearted uh, Batman. You can't have all the brooding and and everything. You just leave that to uh, uh, leave that to the um, Robert Battenbat version of the <laughs> Batman. Yes, and I and the Batman. I just it's phenomenal i i just love that film and because yeah. it's like yes and and the gotham that they predicted uh, uh made come alive as like it's my favorite version of gotham as well so yeah i, I love all universes with, with that batman and i think this one will be interesting too because like like you know andy's already like showed that he can handle for Batman in the same movie. Spoilers. But yeah. Yeah. Um I'm very very looking forward to this. And it's got Damien Wayne, so it's gonna do that story of mm. of that. So maybe yeah, a little sure. bit of an older Batman and we'll soon see who's going to be Batman. Mm. That is correct. Um I don't believe um this movie has a release date yet. I think we only have a release date for Superman Legacy. Um, mm. But, um, but yeah. Uh, I think it's early talks, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It'll be a little while before we um, we get to some more news from that, but it's good to see that they're on track. Mm. On I mean, track in good hands. I mean, there's a couple of rumblings that people don't like the flashes. Like, I don't like it, and Andy's, it's Andy's fault. Andy Machete's fault. It's like, no, no. Most of them are probably just upset because the Snyderverse isn't going ahead. And it's like... Yeah, those people need to move on from that because the Snyderverse is dead, ladies and gentlemen. It's done. Um, well, it's limping forward, but we'll get into yeah. it. 
Yeah, we will get into it. We will. Um, okay, so keeping it DC for our next item in the news. Um, over at the CW, uh, they have decided, unfortunately, um, to cancel Gotham Knights uh, only after one season. Um, I'm not entirely sure why, other than the fact that, um, you know, uh, CW has kind of been, um, you know, trying to get away now from the superhero stuff, um, that they were, you know, excelling at for so long. And then, you know, all of the, all, all, everything just really got shaken up over there and changed. So, um, yeah, but that being said, they've decided to keep Superman and Lois for a fourth season. Um, and that's strictly due to ratings. Apparently it's one Mm. of their highest rated shows at the moment. Um, but they've only brought it back for, um, a 10 episode fourth season. Um, so that's a significantly shorter season than what it's been getting in the past, um, which is also quite interesting. So, um, writers, writers, strike. Writer's strike. Writer's strike. strike. Thank you, Michael. Yes, writer's strike. Because <laughs> if you because if you notice <laughs> when they did the writer's strike for the, from the first first writer's strike that we witnesses, there was a lot of um a uh, lot of series that actually had shorter versions because they didn't get uh, enough um uh, scripts done in time. Yeah, that's one yeah. of the reasons. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank you very much. Um. Yeah. Cool. Well, that makes sense then. Um, remains to to see to be seen if uh, we'll be getting more Superman and Lois Beyond. I have heard it's quite a good show. I might might decide to sit down and watch it eventually because I did enjoy Tyler Hecklin's take on Clark Kent and Superman um, in the Arrowverse. So this is the going to be the lone standing Arrowverse show, <laughs> um, which is also quite interesting. But yeah, according to this article I have, it's it was yeah the second most watched show on the CW. Mm. Out of every everything they air, so that's pretty good for them. Um, good, good. CW aren't as bad as Netflix for canceling things, and it's good. Um, but I am disappointed about Gotham Knights because I had—I mean, it didn't get the best reviews apparently. Um, but I was keen to maybe sit down and give it a go because Misha Collins is uh, Harvey Dent in that, and that's his first big thing since Supernatural finished. And you know, I was. Excited to see what, you know, his take on that iconic role would be. And, I mean, I suppose I can still watch it, but, yeah, only one season. So, cliffhanger or no, there's no return. Um, Mike, how are you feeling about this stuff? Are you did, Do you have a chance to check out any Gotham Knights or any Superman and Lois? Uh, yeah, I watched the first episode, and it was an interesting premise where, mm-hmm. where essentially it's... Clark as a family man and Lois, so it's like early families and how um, their children, uh, like one's enormous and one's uh, has got powers, so they need to like deal with that. So I thought mm. that's interesting. It's sort of doing like um, the essentially like an origin story of uh, of Superman, where he's a young young lad trying to discover. Uh, trying to discover things and his powers and how how does he fit in society and it's all that but it's with the with the kids so uh yeah it was an interesting pre- premise and I didn't really pick pick that pick up on uh, just continued watching it cuz my yeah. binge subscription um stopped so I I stopped mm. watching 
essentially. And uh, yeah, I didn't really pick it up. So cool that they're doing more uh, with Gotham Knights. Um, I mm, I couldn't really get into uh, like I haven't seen any of it, but but the I've seen the trailer and I thought oh, I don't. They're sort of doing a Gotham where yeah they're yeah. trying to do it. It seems like they're trying to do a, um, a Batman story with that Batman. And, and yeah. like one one of the um, like one of the characters is uh, the daughter of the Joker, and we don't see the Joker because you know rights and that, and you can't can't put the Joker on TV. Uh, so it's still this joke because mm, Batman died because of her. And, mm, okay, fine. And see, I can't. I haven't really got into like CW stuff because. I am what I am. <laughs> I'm an old man. I, I can't get into teenage stuff. You know, it's it's beyond my demographic. Yeah, and I'm not on Tumblr, so that's yeah, that's me. That's fine. That's, me. that's you. That's fine. But I like Batman, and so I should love this, but I don't. And that's oh. okay. Oh well, as the Bat family oh, well. too, so it's yeah. yeah. I refuse to watch anything until Bad Girl gets out of the vault and <laughs> watch that. I put a little nugget of what I'm going to talk about for the Flash, but no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I can't wait to get to that. Okay, moving on then. Um, speaking of things that you know you love, Michael, our next item in the news is pretty freaking awesome. So uh, this weekend, Netflix had their uh, newly annual Tudum event um, where they announce a bunch of cool things, drop a bunch of trailers. So our um, our last couple of items in the news are from that event. Mm -hmm. Starting with, of course, the fantastic casting announcement of Linda Hamilton in Stranger Things Season 5. Um, well done, Netflix. Well done. I'm, I'm very happy about this. I'm obviously a big, big fan of hers. She's just awesome. I mean, how can you go wrong with Sarah Connor? And it's just also nice to see, again, the Duffer brothers finding a way to pay homage and respects to the the actors of the era on which the show is set um you know like you know with the terminator being such a big thing in the the 80s and early 90s and now that the show itself is probably going to be finishing what on the cusp of the 90s i would say by the yeah. time we get there yeah. um it makes a lot of sense for linda hamilton to be included here um and yeah we don't know who she's playing don't know if she's going to be a good a good a good individual or a bad but because she's adult an adult it's yeah very hard to tell she could go either way um because we don't know what the story of season five is going to be apart from the fact that the upside down is coming into the real world leaking um, yeah leaking leaking to the real world but um but yeah i can't wait to find out um who she's going to be so um we will we will see down the, down the track we're gonna have to wait obviously because stranger things season five is not going to be out until i think next year and has been delayed because of the writer's strike as well so that's all right it'll be worth it we can wait for the final season it's fine mm. it's fine um mike how 
how excited are you about this? Are you is this is this great news? Uh, I'm excited that yep. um, she's um, like essentially being celebrated for who she is in this in the show because uh, all the other like cameos that we see um, are sort of like homages to their characters of their of their elk. I mean, yeah. Like previously, we had Robert England, and there, there's definitely a lot of Nightmare on Elm Street sort of uh, um, references in, without being actual references within within um, Stranger Things, as well as you know all all, all the others like um, oh uh, Sean Astin, and there's definitely mm-hmm. a lot of Goonie stuff in there as well, and and uh, and oh, who's that who who the guy who the guy in the sec- second season we who's um, like. Looking at, uh, looking at Will and used to be the replacement you, for. Mm. Are you talking about Paul Reiser? Paul Reiser, that's it. Because yeah. uh, there was definitely a lot of like alien um, references in that. Having said that, that does make me nervous because I thought in season four, I think no, season three, season three, where it was all set set in nineteen eighty five. And they do make reference to a particular movie, but I don't want them to go down this path because Linda Reynolds is obviously, you know, Sarah Connor. I don't want them to do fucking time travel. I don't want them to do fucking time travel in this. Please. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Is because because there's too much time travel going on at the moment, or is it just like too dangerous for? what what the story could be i i don't know i mean the it is there i mean this is a period like um show and they can definitely do like a jump in jumping forward in time and also back in time and they they do all that stuff with within it but i don't want the like the kids going in from a time and it's like hmm i mean yeah um I, I I had this worry in se- season three is like oh they're doing uh 2005 and there's like little re- references to Back to the Future and and all that and um there is word that this is um they're probably going to set set this in uh, 1989 and that's when Bill and Ted comes out and so yeah and and with the casting of Linda Reynolds of Linda Hamilton. Yeah, Lin- sorry. Linda Hamilton. Linda Reynolds. Um, <laughs> too much. Uh, yeah, I mean, the temp- temptation is there. And if it's done right, then I can get away with it. But there's a lot of time travel uh, that we've seen in the past five years. And it's getting a bit much. And every single... Every single movie has their own take of time travel. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. More so I'm worried. Later. I'm worried with that. <laughs> yeah, I am, that's fair. I am worried. That's fair. But it's cool that we see, see Sarah Connor. Yes. Hell yeah. Yeah, because she's badass, badass motherfucker. A badass mofo. Yes. Bamf. Um. Alrighty. Our final piece in the news, uh, as I said previously, is uh, also uh, coming out of the Netflix Tudum. 
Um, and that is uh, some news for some live-action anime adaptations. <laughs> we got our first look at um, both One Piece and Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, One Piece got a trailer as well um, as a release date announcement. It's going to be dropping on Netflix on the 31st of August. Um, and yeah, the trailer for that, I, I gave it a look. I haven't seen a single <laughs> episode of the anime. I haven't read a single page of the manga. Um, I know it's incredibly popular. Um, but I, yeah, uh, but I know nothing. So watching this was like, okay. They kind of look <laughs> like the pitch, the, the pictures I've seen on the DVDs at work. Um, <laughs> but, um, but apart from that, I will say I, it looks fun. Um, I don't know if it'll be any good, um, because not only does Netflix have a bad track record of adapting, uh, anime, um, anime in general doesn't seem to really translate to live action. And I think there's a reason for that, but you know, they're just going to do what they're going to do. Um, but it looks fun. Like it looks, it looks different. Like something I've never really seen before. Like, you know, um, Pirates have been done to death, but not in a way like this, I think. And that might be a reason why the, the manga and the anime is so popular. Um, but, um, yeah. And still remains, going. Still going. It's uh, unending. Um, remains to be seen if this will be any good. But, yeah. Um, hopefully the reviews come out strong. Um, the one that piqued my interest a bit more was, of course, the Avatar The Last Airbender um, live-action adaptation. Now, we got an announcement trailer of sorts for that. It wasn't really a proper look at the world um, they've created. We have found out that it's coming out next year. Um, no release date exactly, but it will be next year sometime. Um, and we then got our first look at the gang. Um, Ang, Katara, Sokka, and, uh, uh, Zuko, um, first looks. And not that it's hard, but it's already looking better than the M. Night Shyamalan butchered version. Um, attempt. <laughs> attempt, yes, attempt. Um, yeah, no, I think the characters look really, really good. Um, I'm loving the costuming, uh, that, that we can see here in these photos. Um, uh, Sokka looks interesting though he looks a little a little bit older than uh the rest of them for some reason i don't know why that is but uh, that's kind of just how i feel um but he and he doesn't look like he has the fun jokey side that that he's known for having um but that's okay um i'm sure we will we will see that as we go into the show. But he's allowed yeah. not to smile, Kendall. He's allowed not to smile. I know, I know. <laughs> he's not there just for comic relief. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and looking at the looking at the picture of Aang, he looks very accurate and like kind of similar to the Shyamalan version, but uh, the you know the arrow tattoo is um, a bit more filled out. <laughs> than just a bunch of squiggly lines um, that light up. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm, re I'm happy with the way they all look. As someone who has become a recent fan of this uh, franchise, um, you know, I don't really have much of a leg to stand on in terms of my opinion, but um, I'm, so far, I'm okay with this. I'd be curious to, to hear opinions of others um, about this, but, um, but yeah, the photos are good. 
I can't wait. Um, Michael, hello. What do you, what do you think about about all of this? And then I will read Fulia's thoughts. It's all right. Uh, with the One Piece, um, uh, I've I've watched a couple of the first episodes because I, I thought, ah, I can I can watch them all <laughs> before the. T- before this comes out, it's like there's over a thousand episodes. I could do it. I could do it if I don't have a life. I do have a life, and there's a lot of other stuff to watch. So yeah, um, after watching a couple of episodes, it, they definitely have this sort of spirit of uh, the manga and well of the uh, of the anime. Sorry, mm-hmm. M- manga is page. Um, yeah, so there's definitely a spirit. Uh, of it like uh coming to life and it's sort of it's different uh, it being different of its own um should be different of its uh, uh, of its own medium that it's uh representing so yeah i'm not that big i'm not that big of a fan of of, uh, of anime and manga in general but i do appreciate like pe- people who who are really into it and it's like it, it's got if it's got uh, people's approval then cool i'll go go along with the ride i'll probably watch a couple of episodes and see see how it goes maybe it'll entice me to watch them uh watch the anime or the rest of the anime uh, and i'll go into a huge deep dive because as a kid i love being a pirate i just i, I don't know <laughs> I, I had that sort of definity when it comes to pirates like ever since watching like pirates of penzance i thought ah i want to be a pirate and then i got older i was like yeah not the best role models actually put a basis of morals so anyway <laughs> anyway uh speaking of morals um last embed uh i have watched it all uh including uh, uh legend of Korra, and yeah uh, their look looks really good and uh looks like they're going to go for um a decent attempt of an adaptation of uh the the story and yeah there's not really much to say because we mm. uh, haven't seen this in live action and you know uh they look good um yeah i suppose people who are more more of a fan would probably enjoy it i don't know i probably need to have a look at that uh that won't be oh yeah fully a con uh commented like ages ago sorry oh uh, whoops yeah when i was talking about um don't listen to the edit when we're talking about the flash uh don't listen to don't listen while while editing hmm that that won't be easy no it won't but it's not it's it's not undoable i used to do it all the time <laughs> top and tail it's always good um, <laughs> yeah, can't can't wait for this uh, coming out yeah. next year. Yeah. Um, speaking of Fulia, uh, her thoughts on this. She says that Avatar teaser trailer is not enough for a first look. I need more. Yes. Uh, but I am glad to see the cast at least, and fingers crossed this whole show works out well for everyone, including the viewers. Yes, I agree with that wholeheartedly. Um, as for One Piece, she continues. I've only seen the first 60-ish episodes of the anime, and it has a good story. I mean, why else is there over 1,000 episodes? Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just not really sold on the CG with... Uh, okay, I was going to say Luffy, but then she goes, it's pronounced Luffy. 
or Lo Fi. Luffy. Luffy. With Luffy, not Luffy. Luffy, thank you for all you. <laughs> I'm just not really sold on the CG with Luffy's gum gum punch where his arm stretches out. I might watch this, but we shall see. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. The CG of that was a bit strange. I think some of the CG in that trailer was a bit hit or, hit or miss. Um, but, eh. It's a Netflix production, I guess, and, you know, they spend all of their money on Stranger Things, so... <laughs> I don't know. Mm. And the cr- Stranger Things and The Crown, that's where all their money goes. Um, but they have had a massive bump in subscribers recently, so it'd be nice to see that money getting put to good use elsewhere. Well, there is a reason well, for that. Because mm. uh, they can't really do um, sharing anymore. No, I know, that's why I mentioned it. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. They won. They won the battle. They won the battle. But and have I need they to have won... a conversation with my brother. Yeah, have <laughs> they won the war? Have they won the war? Hmm. Time will tell. Um all right, I think we're done with the nerdy news. True that, that was great. It is now time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yes, it's trailer park time, and we're going to kick things off with our thoughts on the first trailer for What We Do in the Shadows, Season 5. What We Do in the Shadows. What We Do in the Shadows. What Do We Do in the Shadows. (laughs) I was literally thinking the other day, I'm like, when is this show coming back? Because (laughs) I, I miss it. Like, I binged the whole thing last year pretty quickly, um, and it was just wonderful. Um, It's definitely become one of my favourite comedy shows ever, I think. Um, And, yeah, so seeing this trailer, especially because, you know, we were left on such a crazy cliffhanger Hmm. at the end of uh, season four, um, it's nice to get a little glimpse of what um, Guillermo, uh, as a vampire, maybe... Mm. Um, or maybe not. Like. Or maybe <laughs> not, depending on how things go. Um, yeah, it didn't show like it didn't show a whole lot. Obviously, there's you know ten episodes they've got to pull footage from, um, and you know they showed us a bit of everything. Some funny jokes. You know, for some reason Nandor thinks he can pay with a picture of Ryan Seacrest. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, <laughs> and then Colin Robinson really going ham on the blue collar working force. <laughs> just uh yeah that made me laugh quite a bit <laughs> when he's like trying to speak into the microphone <laughs> it's mm-hmm. all distorted yeah that made me laugh um yeah no it looks fun it looks great i can't wait to to return to this world with these characters um and have a great time watching it i know i will it's just it's just too funny i've missed them i've missed them because we got we got pop vinyl in of them at work um all of the the main vampires um we got they they have their own pops now and um I was like oh I want them all but I'm not going to because <laughs> I need to stop need to stop buying things I can't use um <laughs> use them for target practice <sighs> yeah. yeah maybe not maybe not um but yeah I can't wait I can't wait for this this is going to be so much fun uh Fulia on the other hand <laughs> boo yeah yes unsurprisingly Fulia says hmm okay 
Don't think this is my kind of comedy. To be honest, I didn't even smile watching the trailer. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> Harsh. <laughs> Don't know what you're missing out on. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's okay. I know this. I know this is not for his speed whatsoever. Um, yeah. <laughs> Look, there are f- there are funnier moments in the show. I mean, we keep. Three, there's a reason why we keep saying New York City. New York City. Because <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway. I'm not going to um, mention his name. I don't fucking care. His name is Mike. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> uh, it's so good. Um, not fair enough, Folia. Thank you very much for your thoughts. Regardless, I appreciate it. Um, Michael, what did you think of this trailer? You you pumped? You ready to go? Yeah, pump it into my veins. No pun intended. Ha ha. <laughs> ha ha. Um, yeah, really looking forward to this. It's like going back to yeah. I might I might binge watch like a couple of my favorite episodes before for this, what uh for the season starts because you know sweet, love it, love this show. Mm. <laughs> get get the gang back together. And Gilmore it probably won't be a vampire because, I don't know, it's probably in his blood that he can't change because descended from from uh, Van Helsing. Mm. <laughs> he, he's pro- he, he probably is uh, like uh, genetically immune to be a vampire. Yeah, maybe. Maybe there's a story behind that, but I'm, I'm not there for the story, I'm there for the laughs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, and Colin Robinson. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait for it. So when is this yeah. coming out? Love it. Yes, well, uh, the first two episodes of season five of What We Do in the Shadows will be available for watching on the 13th of July. And then it'll be one episode a week after that. I can't do that. I need to binge it all. <laughs> You just have to wait until September to binge it all then if that's the case. Or like the end of October end of end of October. End of August maybe. I don't know. Weeks. Too much stuff. Too much stuff to watch. Great. It's a good problem to have. <laughs> um speaking of good problems to have, our next trailer um is for a horror movie uh called Cobweb. Um I can't wait to watch this. I can't wait. I can't wait. I love everything about this trailer. I don't care that there is there are clearly spiders involved in this in some sense. I, I don't know if it's going to be beyond a metaphor or what, but there's spider imagery in this trailer, and I am arachnophobic, but I am watching this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, and not just because it stars two of my f- favorite actors, Lizzie Kaplan and Anthony Starr, um, but just overall, it looks awesome. Like, it looks visually arresting, um, sinister, unsettling, um, dark as hell, and, you know, probably going to have your standard cliched style jump scares, but that's fine. Mm. It's, a, it's, it's, ho- it's the horror genre. You, the reason we love horror is because of the cliches, uh, you know, sometimes. Um, and that's totally fine. Um, but it looks it looks great, and I kind of like the sort of twist of 
you know, usually when the kid hears something that's going bump in the night, he can go to his parents. He can turn to his parents, his mum and dad, for support. And they'll believe him and they'll support him and they'll comfort him. But in this case, something's not right with the parents. (laughs) (laughs) And everything is turned on its head. And I'm living for this. I think that's brilliant. Um, So I really, really hope it's not just a good trailer because horror movies do tend to have more misses than hits sometimes in terms of the writing. Uh, um, there's a lot of just interesting stories that are like interesting ideas that aren't fleshed out correctly or executed correctly. So hopefully this is one of those good ones, but we'll, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I'm very, very excited. Foya, on the other hand, all she has to say is nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I think you're trying to say nope. Nope. I think nope is the word. Yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, sorry, Fulia. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's that's totally fair. This is definitely not your movie at all. Not I your will, speed. <laughs> not your speed. I will watch this uh, on your behalf and tell you how good it is. Um, <laughs> hopefully. Um, yes, fair enough. All right, Mike, what did you make of this trailer for Cobweb? Yeah, I didn't know what I was getting into. So and it was a nice surprise. It's like, oh, some creepy imagery. I kind of like that. Uh, the uh, relationship between between um, uh, between the family is an interesting take. It's, it's like, are we seeing is what what is it real or is it not? Uh, the sort of um, aspect of the term cobweb. Uh, how's that? How's that like? Um, well, why is that relevant to the actual mm. story? And essentially, mm-hmm. essentially, what I got was um, cobwebs is the is what you have left. Like you don't necessarily see a spider, but if you see a cobweb, there must be spiders. Mm. So I'm th- thinking, what you see okay. the 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 end result, there must be something wrong, and. And clearly, that's something to do with the fa- family as well. It's like there's a knock. It's like, is there really a knock, or is there something else? Is it is it the house, or is it the family? That sort of thing. Mm. And I kind of like that. And I was having a look at the uh, Wikipedia, and produced by Seth, Seth Rogen and even uh, Goldberg. So, Evan Goldberg. Ah. So yeah, I'm on board. Yeah, doubling their hand in some horror themes. Uh, yeah, so can't, and because I thought Anthony Starr is an interesting choice because you know it's Anthony Starr. He was in uh, Auntie Donna's household household fun. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's what he's most known for. <laughs> yeah, Strayman. Strayman. Yes. Mark Strayman. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Of course. Mark kills Strayman. Spoilers, but there you go. <laughs> So, um, obviously, a <laughs> bit of a cross-contamination or mm, pollination, mm-hmm. really. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, so this would be a very interesting film to watch because uh, with the symbolism in as well because it's a very interesting horror. And, yeah, it's probably going to have its jump scares. And I hate jump scares. I just like creepy imagery. <laughs> and yeah. so- someone in a corridor with, with glowing eyes just looking at you is very creepy. Mm. I like that. But I don't like that. Yes. I don't like the... 
stop. You don't like you don't like silence running and, then, and jumping. Bah! Yeah. It's like yeah. no cheap scare, cheap scare. I don't like cheap scare. That's fair. So when is this cheap scare going to be on? Uh, going to be on <laughs> whatever it is, Scandal. Whatever it is, yes. Um, well, we don't have an Australian date yet for Cobweb. Um, um, but if you're in the US, you can watch it on the 21st of July. So it's only like a month away from now. Mm, nice. Mm. Yes. All right. Switching things up completely for our third and final trailer. Um, this is the first trailer for... Elio, uh, this is the uh, this is an upcoming Pixar film, Disney Pixar film, and um, yeah, it's I'm I'm very interested in this. Uh, of course I am because it's got to do with space, um, but um, it looks great. It looks really good. It's a very good teaser trailer because it kind of it gives you it kind of gives you the story already, but not. F- not completely like it gives you the story a bit more than what most teaser trailers do but just essentially it seems to be that you know this poor kid elio gets uh abducted by these aliens who run this sort of council of you know the universe or whatever it is and um yeah and he they think he's the leader of earth and i kind of i kind of liked the the gag of the uh earth thing because he's he hesitated when he said earth um and they kept that going but then he says earth and the aliens don't adjust (laughs) and i was like i was like okay fair sure but i still i was like okay you can stop the joke now it's fine um no more (laughs) no more we need more of it we need Um, more we need more (laughs) But yeah, it looks it looks really cool. Um, I'm really curious as to the story behind Elio only having one eye or having something wrong with his um, his left eye. Um, I found that really really kind of fascinating. Um, so that's cool, and yeah, just the concept of of um, aliens contacting Earth and and uh, you know what that entails in this movie um, and how beautiful it's going to look and how much it's going to tug on the heartstrings because, of course, it's Pixar. It will. Mm. Um, So, yeah, I don't really have a lot more to say other than that. I might check this out, but I'll wait for another trailer, of course, before I make a choice on that. Um, Fulia, on the other hand, um, of course, is definitely in. Um, (laughs) She says, okay, I need to see another trailer of this. Also... Brad effing Garrett. <laughs> Cry laughing emoji. Um, yes, I thought Raymond, I recognized... Raymond, 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 Raymond. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I recognized that voice at the end of the trailer there. That was that was kind of funny to have that, like, robot alien sort of dude talking about his, how he killed... What, killed his mum? And... Or ate his mum or whatever. Ate and ate his mum. And then elio's just like oh so that's you know expected in your species is it and and he's like no no it's just me no it's and my own thing just 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 my thing i chose to do and then it's just like oh i'm just thinking oh wow that's dark for a kid's movie <laughs> alien's gonna alien <laughs> alien's gonna alien but i i appreciate it i thought it was i thought it was quite funny um mm. yeah yeah nah fulia yeah i'm i'm no surprises you you would have enjoyed this one um and yes brad garrett for the win we we do love him um uh, michael what did you make of elio yeah it's a very interesting take um 
coming of age space uh dealing with um responsibility interest yeah i'll probably need another trailer to get into it um i can probably see a lot of like uh yeah it's what what if what if pixar did uh contact maybe yeah know. see that's and, that's the thing that made me really excited because that's like my favorite movie <laughs> i watched that whole damn film just to find out that that alien wasn't her father <laughs> anyway um anyway yeah and obviously uh he he's got something got something with his eye and so disability is also a good mm-hmm. um representation of mm-hmm. uh, of that um and also yeah i don't know i'm so, sort of getting some s- weird spacey vibes like uh like for some reason i was thinking douglas adams especially with that joke about the earth mm-hmm. like like uh, a little bit of a, a satire take is like well what w-? and and also in the trailer they say 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 uh galaxy as well so may, maybe it's these new words to make make um uh, elio feel comfortable as like words that he he says because he's unsure and so needs to be sure so yeah mm. i'm not i'm not sure it's it's being a pixar like teaser trailer it's probably going to be more uh more to do with it instead of just like a uh you know a kid getting abducted by by aliens to be part, part of like this collective um senate empire thing and mm. um, yeah, it's not really much to go on, but no. it looks interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, eating your own mum is weird and different and unusual, but you know, don't yuck people's yums. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, yeah. Unless you want to yuck his mum. Anyway, <laughs> when is this uh, expected to be coming out, Kendall? Yes, well, we don't have an Australian release date either for Elio, um, but it's not coming out for a while. Um, it will be in theatres in the States on the 1st of March next year. 1st of so March? Eight, eight and a half months away. Oh, well, they're probably still going on. Interesting, hmm? interesting. What's interesting? I don't know, it's... It's kind of a weird, weird way of uh, chucking things out. Of having like eight months. Usually you do it in like six. Anyway. Yeah, it's in, it is a yeah. I did think it was weird that they dropped the trailer so early, but yeah, maybe there's a reason. They got nothing else. They got nothing else. I mean, there's a strike it, happening. I mean, they've already said they've already said um, like coming out. It's like, well, we're still doing Toy Story five. And Buzz and Woody are coming back for that. Stop it. <laughs> Leave things alone. And they're also doing Inside Out 2. And Frozen 3, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Frozen th- 3. Without the original director, so they, they're they going to go in a different direction. Maybe. Literally. Yeah. I didn't mind the second one. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely different from the first one. People are trying to get into my room. <laughs> get out of my room. Mom, get out of my room. I'm busy. <laughs> I'm holding All up. All right. That. I'm still living with my mum. No, I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm, You're living I'm with young. a mum. Yeah, I'm, yeah. And that brings us to the end of Trailer Park for this week. Yay, well, segments are weird. Yes, segments are weird, just like the following, because Ooh. it's time for, for ah, the moment, he, the segment, hall. the place, the part, the spot, the thing, that segment, that sh- spectacle in the show we like to call. Pop. <clears throat> Corn. Culture time. <laughs> Make it different each week. Yay. Make it different each week. Yes. Uh, it's popcorn culture time. Uh, yes. So we are here to discuss with spoilers. So you have a spoiler warning in effect, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Spoilers for... Uh, the Flash. Uh, it came out this week, uh, and Michael and I have both seen it. And I, no doubt, am expecting a lot of thoughts in this discussion. It's going to be epic, so strap in. Um, first off, overall thoughts. Just a generalization of the movie as a whole before we dive into what we liked and didn't like and theories and blah, 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 blahs. Um... I hate to say it, but I really enjoyed this movie. (laughs) Pleasantly surprised. Pleasantly surprised. I had a feeling I was going to enjoy it. Um, Just like even beyond the Michael Keaton of it all. I, yeah, I don't know. There was just, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, it sucks. I'm a fan of Ezra Miller. I like his acting. Like I've been a fan of his since I saw him in Wallflower years ago. He's so talented. And it is so maddening how ridiculously good in this movie he is. He plays two different versions of the same character and he nails it. Um, and it's great. And he's funny. Like his comedic timing is is on point, um, you know. So it's just frustrating that he's obviously quite a troubled individual. And yes, he's, you know, in the middle of repenting uh, for said mistakes that he made. But um, it... You know, I couldn't help but sit in the theater and have certain moments where I was just like disappointed because I want to root for this guy. I want to, you know, he's finally got the Flash movies finally come out. This movie was supposed to come out like four years ago. It feels like like it was it's it went through production hell. And then the shit once it was in the can, the shit started un- unraveling with with Ezra. And uh like, oh my god, it's just, yeah, it's frustrating, but it's good. I mean, it's, it's, I can see why DC decided, why Warner Brothers decided to release the movie because it is a good movie. It's not a bad movie. I enjoyed it more than Shazam, um, Fury of the Gods. Um, and, you know, and I enjoyed that movie for what it was. But, you know, it's, it's well paced, it's well structured. Um, you know, like I said, the comedy works. The the story makes sense. Um, it doesn't nail all of the emotional beats where it wants to at first, but by the time you get to the climax of the film, I think it crushed it and did a really good job because I was tearing up. 
Um, but um, but yeah, and then I suppose uh, the other thing I had to say was the the nitpicking in terms of nitpicking, like the the visual effects were a bit hit or miss. Um, but I've been since informed by Andy Machete. Uh, <laughs> yes, personally, he talked to me personally. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he sat you down. He made you a cup of coffee and said, hi. Hi. I said, pet, I said, love us, I'd love us a place. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, no, he's he's come out in a statement and, and defended the effects, saying that it's, it's supposed to be like when you're in the chronosphere or whatever they called it, you're supposed to be in the Flash's perspective. So therefore everything's going to look a bit warped and uncanny valley because of the circumstance. I'm like, yeah, sure. But that's sort of a cop out in a way, but not really, but yeah. it's nice. It's nice for him to at least acknowledge that the, that the effects are like, were whatever. But if they're supposed to look kind of weird, then I suppose that's, I can forgive it. I can whistle past it. And then, um, before I, I won't go into huge detail on this before I throw it to you, Mike, but, um, just to say that I want to know why a certain character in this movie, and I know we're going to talk spoilers, but I'm dancing around it because I know it's just going to kick off a massive discussion, uh, why a certain character in this movie just happens to know how time travel, time, alternate timelines and the multiverse works and is able to demonstrate to the effect of this using spaghetti. How does he know? I I questions. That was a bit that didn't get explained. Um, it was fine, but it didn't get explained. <laughs> um, but anyway, apart from all of that, like I said, overall, I thought it was a good movie. I had a lot of fun. I am definitely gonna watch it again. Um, when that is, I don't know, but uh, at some point, I definitely will sit down and give it another look. Um, Michael. Hello. Um, hello. Your overall thoughts on The Flash? Um, I, was ple- I was pleasantly surprised uh, on, how, uh, on how well it sort of established itself of being within this sort of weird mixture of like outside sources and also inside sources and that. Uh, Ezra Miller, yes, he is. Sorry, they are. A, a yes, good- they. Sorry. That's all right. I picked myself up. Uh, they are a good uh, they are a good actor and they and yeah it it was a, a good find all the way back when and it is a shame of stuff how uh, things have gone don't don't need to get into it but in a way they gave them this movie does give itself a way out if things come to pass and whatevs but Having said that, it was a it was a good popcorn flick. It's they they were saying it's like oh it's the best it's the it's the best superhero film ever. It's like, no, not really, not even close. But no. but it was enjoyable nonetheless, and uh, it was it had emotional stakes where it needs to be. Um, the choice of um, having um established people uh within the DC canon like coming in still is weird to me but it's it's the universe that they're trying to establish and and also it's a good jumping on point to 
figure out uh, for the audience to figure out. It's like, okay, where is this supposed um, cinematic universe is going, and why are certain people going to be still in the universe without being um, without having the baggage of previous movies or television or whatever it is. So mm-hmm. I, I get that. So it's it's good. It's it's sort of an essential thing of of reason why certain characters are still played by the same actor. Yes. Anything else I need to explain or talk about? Like the film? No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Do you, do we want to just dive into the movie then? If you think you've done your summary. I suppose because um, I definitely enjoyed this. Uh, I definitely enjoyed the fact that they did play with the sort of time travel element and how they and how they established like a new way of either talking about it or explaining it or even how it's uh, visually represented in this movie because it's definitely different than any other time travel multiverse movie that we've seen in the past five years. It yes. esta- yeah, established itself as being being different, and yeah, yeah. Um, I I I did really enjoy that too. I will say, like, as much as it didn't make sense for me that Bruce Wayne, Michael Keaton's Bruce Wayne, would know about that, um, I I the way he he explained it, and like I've since researched it a bit more to just try and understand it a bit better, um. But it, yeah, it's it's nice to see a different take on time travel, especially like you said, we've had so many takes on time travel recently, especially in superhero movies. Mm. Um, so it's good to see something slightly different, like the idea that you know that alternate timelines are different from alternate universes, and they, you know, if if if, if something is altered then the effect goes both ways it ripples out into the future and into the past like yeah. because the the past gets jumbled with each other or whatever you know like Le- everything leaks into each other and, yeah. and things ch- change that way everything runs parallel and sometimes it doesn't it goes yeah and how it and how time is not linear it's if you look at it as like a four the fourth dimensional being it's Mm. Like we we see it, we see it like go go from past present to future where if you like Barry going into his orb where he sort of sees every uh, every um, all time all time at once basically yeah uh, mm-hmm. and that's the sort of Colosseum sort of uh, yeah. visual representation of it and everything's a sphere so everything is going on as well as well as if you change something then then it makes a ripple effect so it's very fourth dimensional it's you're not thinking fourth dimensionally yeah so, yeah so it's essentially <laughs> it's that it's it's back to the future as well as uh, <laughs> as well as um bill and ted of preordained like it's like we got to remember to do this later of picking up the keys and, and like the the last half of uh, excellent adventure that's the first one right yeah. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like, we got to remember to put the keys here, and then they, and then, and then it's like, oh yeah, we got to do stuff, and then, because you know the reason why, uh, oh, Morpheus, 
No, not Morpheus. Uh, oh, um, Rufius. Are you talking Ruf, Ruf, Rufus? Rufus. Uh, the only reason why they know Rufus's name is because when they go back in time, they they say, "Listen to Rufius," and so that makes it uh, makes the boot leather effect like everything goes yeah, around. It's, it's a closed loop sort yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah, so it's sort of like every single aspect of time travel that you can, as well as making an alternative Barry that goes goes back in time, changes and get, goes a little bit forward in time to make a different uh, Barry's timeline. So it's his timeline's going on with this timeline, but by the end of it, spoilers, that uh, young Barry has to die and so so he has to go back and, and do anything but he still fucks it up because he puts the cans on the roof and then it makes everything bad <laughs> yeah yeah we'll talk about the ending when we get there because um, I yeah that's thoughts um, yeah I mean at first I was kind of almost like I wanted it to be a multiversal story because it kind of is, but it also really isn't one. It's, yeah, um, it's a it's sort of almost a self-contained story, uh, yeah. But with multiverse uh, elements of being a different Batman, and well, essentially it is a different Batman, and all the rest are the same. Because yeah, mm. yeah, like that's the that's the crazy part is like, okay, so Batman's different now. Um, twice. Um, you know, we have super (laughs) three times a lady. Uh, we have Supergirl. Um, it says Superman, but somehow we still have Jason Momoa as Aquaman in this in this universe. So in this timeline, rather. Well, Barry does say uh, out of all the different (laughs) variations that he's been in, so he's probably done this a couple of times, or he has the memories of doing it a couple of times. That he's always Jason Momoa. So mm. that does explain why Jason Momoa is still Aquaman in the next movie. So, yes, yes. That's and if he's going to continue being Aquaman later, uh, later, then that's the way out or way in to, for the explanation of why everyone's different, including Batman, maybe mm. Wonder Woman. We don't know, um, mm. and also Barry Allen if they fire Ezra. I mean. Yeah. Everything's still up in the air, except for Aquaman, because they've got a movie coming out. <laughs> yes, they do. They do. Um, yeah, no, you're right. It does, yeah. It does definitely leave that open for um, for changes. So it doesn't exactly reboot the universe or reset everything like we expected it to, but it does no. still, in a way. Yeah, it sets up for um, an explanation, if it does because James James Gunn has has said that Blue Beetle is actually essentially the first in the universe that they're creating. Because he, yeah. he was on a podcast uh, talking talking about it and how that that one is. And if uh, Flash does well, which it's not going to do gangbusters because it's it's sort of meh because everyone's sort of like meh with it. Mm. Um. Uh, but uh, but the way things are going, they, they can probably like jump off that that bit because they they need to say Jason Momoa is still Aquaman for the next movie and whatever happens in the next movie maybe if that that's all right because Aquaman the first Aquaman was was a big surprise I mean <laughs> I mean it I, yeah 
I remember, yeah, when that came out, um, Julie Andrews was playing, was in that, without being in the um, uh, Mary Poppins Returns, which I thought quite funny. And they actually competed. <laughs> that, mm. those, those two movies, I thought. And the biggest one was Aquaman. <laughs> yep. Uh, uh, life is indeed. weird. Life is weird. Um, yeah. Okay. So one of the things I hinted at earlier was talking about like the um, emotional beats and and stuff of this movie and how for me at the start it didn't work as well as it did at the end. Um, I don't know about you, and maybe it's just me because I've seen the Flash TV show and I'm used to them do it. Like they they did. Um, the death of Nora Allen very well. Mm. Um, they handled it perfectly multiple times um, across nine seasons. And, um, you know, maybe, so maybe it's just that getting in the way. But um, for me, like I, I, I do buy the whole, you know, Barry's trying to get his dad out of jail. Like we, we know this, this is why he, you know, works for Central City PD, like why he's trying, he's trying to find a way to free his dad, to clear his dad's name. And now he's got Bruce Wayne's help to try and do so as well. And it still doesn't work. So I get that it's really frustrating. A main character but, is up against a wall. Yeah. But at the same time. And he can phase time, through it. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to, the same, I want to talk about that later as well. So. We will. Yeah, 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 we will for sure, for sure. Um, but but for me, I uh, I feel I don't know. It felt like a big jump. Like I don't think he it, it fully was uh, explained or um, you know portrayed um, like enough for them to have earned the moment of Barry decides to travel back in time to save his mum. Like you get it, but I feel like they could have done it a little better. Hmm. I don't know. That's just me. But I say that, and then at the end of the movie, like, that scene where he, he's, like, he has to go back and he has to take the can of tomatoes out of the out of her shopping trolley and put it back on the shelf. Like, that whole scene and him saying goodbye, that was amazing. Like, they did that That really was a well. good scene. Yeah. That was a great scene. Like I said, I was tearing up at that. It was beautifully handled. Um, Ezra's performance was great, uh, as was the, you know, the actress that plays uh, Nora. She was very good as well. I liked her. Um, but, um, but yeah, they, it, so they earned it by that point, I think. But for me at the start, it felt like, oh, okay, now we have to do the death of Nora Allen. Like it didn't, I don't know. For me, it didn't resonate. I don't know. It, what, what about you? Do you agree, disagree? What did, how did you take it? The um, way they handled the inciting incident? Yeah. Um, because the, the death of, death of Flash's mum is... Is definitely like the actual origin, like the start. Well, the 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 start of the kicking off point of the Flash, where mm. where death of his mum, then dad's going to jail, uh, and and for years trying to get him out, and that does lead him to have his uh, accident that we see in this in this movie. Cool, mm. uh. In a sort of way. This is sort of like a cross between already established Flash as well as an origin story for Flash, which is mm. kinda kinda cool. And mm. how and how this whole movie is a premise of um uh, letting go and and coming to terms of th- things happen not um, I mean, I know the reason why why 
um, she's dead is because reverse flash and all that. But we don't get to know that in this movie, which is probably a good no. thing. I think yeah. I think if we're dealing with like um, everyday people, it's like it's like something something must happen for a reason, and sometimes it, there's no reason at all, and sometimes we need to come to terms of this has happened, and and it's it's all to do with grief and accepting grief and and, and all that. So there is definitely a good circle in how you can't really cha- for a time travel movie is you can't change the past to better your future. And we get to see that with young Barry becoming Dark Flash, or whatever the character's name is. Um, it's Dark Flash. Yeah, Dark Flash, and how him he he sort of mentors himself to come to terms with his past as well as uh, yeah. holding his future. And that's why I was sort of umming and ahhing. It's like, well, that's, I don't know why they sort of made him sort of. Well, if I don't do something big, like not letting my mum die, but but getting my dad off because of a position of a can can of a can of tomatoes, I'm I'm not sure if that's undermining the actual message that you that you're giving. Is like then I don't know. It's having your cake and eat it too. I don't know if I if I like that fact, but. It's good to see, like having a. It's yeah, it's the, the it's the Loki thing. Of there, there are set um, dot points in in history that needs to happen, but mm-hmm. this is like a little this middle itty bitty thing, and they do talk about like the like like the butterfly effect and how that's effect and yeah. I've forgotten what I was talking about. Yes. No, the, no, the emotion, that's okay. Yeah, the emotional be- beats is, I, I, I sort of, uh, I, I sort of liked it because it, it was dealing with the entire, entire theme of the entire movie. Yeah. Mm. Well. Yeah. I I kind of agree with you a little bit just on the like in terms of um getting the um. Getting like you know, having Barry learn that lesson the hard way about having to let his mother go, but then immediately going, I can still save my dad and not expecting consequences, um, is interesting that they decided to do that. Because I was like, but wait, didn't we just have a whole movie where he realised this is not the way to do things? Yeah, that's what then, I, that's what yeah. I was talking about too. Yeah, yeah, sort of undercutting your entire message. Uh-huh. Yes, a little, a little bit, and and it's like, it, w- at what cost is is that to your film and to your franchise? Like, are you just doing it for, like, is it a lazy attempt to be, oh, okay, this is how we retcon, this is how we reset, this is how we get our open ending to come back to this, or not? Like, it- are they just doing it for that, or are they just completely going? Barry Allen's not perfect. Um, therefore he will make mistakes, but he just sees it in his mind as a tiny little thing, you know, just by moving the tomatoes, but moving the tomatoes in the first place was a massive thing. Mm. So. And a massive thing to the universe. Yeah. Yeah. So where's, where do you draw the line? So, yeah, I mean, it, it was nice to see that ending and Barry get that, you know, that opportunity to set his dad free. Um, but then 
Yeah, but then we, you know, we see a different Batman and we realize things are not the way they should be. So it's like, oh, okay, what what bad things are going to happen? Um, anyway. Yeah. Um, quietly, yeah. quietly, though, we we'll probably won't get into it right now, but I, I actually... I, I actually quite like the ending. You like way. the ending? In a, in a way. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, no, it tickled me. It tickled me, yeah. I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed it. Um. <laughs> because, yeah, because sort of doing what we do on this podcast, we sort of get to, like, dive into stuff that no, no one else does. I mean, um, like seeing set photos and all that and how things were sort of meant to be or, or not to be and all and all mm-hmm. that so yeah so we'll talk talking about the ending when we talk about the ending yes 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 um yeah um what about the you know i kind of skipped over it, but what about the opening sequence where barry has to you know he's running late for work he's trying to get his sandwich and then he gets a call from alfred about you know needing to go help bruce um and then we get you know jeremy irons back jeremy irons is back as alfred in this so that's that was that was lovely to see him again back Um, for a day (laughs) back for yeah back for a day of filming um and yeah and then i i kind of like the the jokes of um barry being like i never have to clean up superman's mess or what or or diana's mess like what's you know and then i'm it's always batman related shit i'm helping out with blah 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 i thought that was kind (laughs) of funny um um, but yeah, then we get this incredible opening sequence. Like I, I, I liked the the gag with the title card. Like the fact that like he does his "I'm ready to run" pose, and you see the the flash start to appear, and then those you know those fans, <laughs> those fans on the side of the street call out to him, and it's awkward as fuck, and it's really funny. And then we get him posing again, and then title sequence. Um, that was funny, and yeah. but yeah, I don't know how. I felt about them putting a whole bunch of newborn babies in mortal danger. I thought that was hilarious, and it did, <laughs> and it did set me up for the ending. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everything is tongue in cheek, and that's why yeah. I think uh, because you know. Being being uh, the Snyderverse, everything was sort of dark and broody, and ev- everything was sort of monotoned, and there wasn't really much um, cause for levity. And this and this was this was great. Uh, it's a, like with the um, like with the uh, Shazam thing, uh, how it's like, oh, this is a bit this is a bit quirky, but it's still set in the same universe. It's different, and that. Ha- and this movie sort of go, goes not all the way, all the way quirky, but it definitely is tongue in cheek, and and having that sequence of, of the falling babies and and I just audibly just laugh my ass off when he put that baby, <laughs> baby in the microwave. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> we get to learn if you move people from move people. Uh, when you're doing the speed force, uh, they they th- throw up a lot, <laughs> and and it definitely makes sense. It's like, well, we we got to gradually get them down, and it and he yeah. and he learnt that thing. And, yeah, yeah, I thought just, that was a nice bit of world building. Yeah, and so yeah, it's just it's just very over the top. <laughs> it was it was very over the top. Um, like, I mean, I didn't hate I it. Watching? 
Yeah. But it, yeah, exactly. It's like, I wasn't expecting this. Like, I was expecting something humorous, I guess, because, you know, The Flash traditionally is a bit more lighthearted than, you know, especially Batman, of course. Um, but yeah, I wasn't expecting it to go this kind of heightened, nonsensical sort of thing. But it was funny. It made for a good, you know, opening sequence that's and, and a good way to also show like because we've seen over the years obviously we've had versions of the flash we've had versions of quicksilver over at marvel you know speedsters doing their thing and um you know and a lot of people always go on about the evan peters quicksilver being quite iconic in terms of that sequence in days of future past that we get to see his slow motion on show or in, or, or in or in or in i think maybe it was or maybe it was first class. I can't remember which one he does that first in. Um, I think may- maybe Days of Future Past is the one where he saves yeah, the, the, yeah. the X-Mansion from blowing up. Um, oh, so no, that's, first... that's Apocalypse, isn't it? That's Apocalypse? Okay, I can't remember. I, I literally can't... cannot remember. I haven't maybe seen it's Apocalypse, Days of Future Past. I think it's in that one. Days of Future oh, Past right. is when we first meet him for the first time and they're trying okay. to do stuff. Yeah, they, they need him to break in to... Do a thing. I yeah. can't remember what it is. And him and um, Magneto sort of had that sort of odd look. It's like, well, contextually, you are father and son. Father and son, yeah. Anyway. Anyway, uh, <laughs> crossing the streams. Um, yeah, so it was nice that they they found their own way to do that slow-mo superhero save sequence. Yeah. Um, and it, the tension was good because it's like, how the hell is he going to save all of these... Uh, babies from falling in time. And I know he's the fastest man alive, but like, it was still like, how the hell is he going to do it? And I really thought it was funny that because he needed, he's like, I need my sandwich. I need my sandwich. I don't have the energy. Like, I like the fact that the flash relies on, you know, being fed having that energy to then use his speed. I think that's a nice crux for a character like him to have. Otherwise he's too OP. Yeah. Um, so that makes a lot of sense. But I, I thought it was so funny that, like, you think he's going to go start saving babies and then he just goes straight for the vending machine and starts. <laughs> and I like how they visually represented that by him getting his energy by showing the speed relative to him slow down. So he's getting faster, so therefore they, they're appearing slower, so therefore he has more time to go around and save them. I thought that was really well done. Mm. I liked it a lot. Um, yeah, it was a fun, it was a weird sequence, but it was fun to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, kind of a good way to set up his, um, character. Did you have any other thoughts on, on that or should we move on to something else? Um, if we're going to just add up like that sequence as well as pretty much the whole reason, uh, Batman, uh, chasing after, uh, Valcone's son. Uh, so there you go. There's a little... Little tidbit mm, there, mm, mm-hmm. um, and it um, chasing after them, and and ended up having a, a, a um, oh Jesus, um, a, a Wonder Woman cameo. Yes, we get a Wonder Woman cameo early on in the movie. We get to see Diana. In, I, I keep saying this now every time. It's like in her final appearance as the character, and, and that's what I said about Shazam. I'm like, I'm not going to say it now because she's probably going to be an Aquaman, um, just because. But um, bye yeah, all. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was cool to see her again briefly. Yes. Um, nice little moment. Um, 
Yes, well, uh, I would like to talk about um, younger Barry. I think what did what did you think of younger Barry? Did did he annoy you, or did you find him amusing, or like how did how did young Barry go for you in this movie? Appropriate. If it's a okay. different Barry and he's younger, so and and yeah, it's the juxtaposition of. Barry like growing up without a mum or without a parenting figure and how he is more reliant on his parents so therefore he's not grown up so it sort of sort of uh, made sense that he is what he is and it's it's interesting to have like uh, an actor playing the same as the straight man and the comic relief at the same time and how um, bouncing off each other is also interesting as well. So it's a it's a mean feat, and I can see see why this was sort of in um, uh, production hell because everything, uh, every, all the all the pawns need to align for it to uh, make sense, as well as not too jarring at the same time. And I think, and and I think ma- making both Barrys like like not not too similar i mean they they definitely had their mm. um definitely had their uh, their different characters like down pat and then yeah i i i didn't find it well at the start i thought oh we uh i didn't really think oh we're doing this but it's it's more to do with well we we know barry from previous movies as well as this one and we're following him and how he's uh, how this character young barry is young, naive, stupid, um, more reliant on the the people around him, including his older self. So uh, I, I didn't I didn't mind it. I didn't mind the dynamic, and and I definitely enjoyed the sort of uh, origin story, not origin story of Flash. It, it's sort of yeah, it's sort of both um, uh, both. Yeah, both story storylines coming together of be, being the same. So I mm. liked it. I liked it. What yeah. About, no, what about I, you? I thought Annoying. I thought he was great. No, I thought he was great. One, like I mean, a couple of the friends I saw the movie with, they thought he was a bit grating. Um, yeah. But I I was fine with it. I thought I just thought he was you know a good comedic foil for the film. Uh, on top of like you said, being like a way for them to do an origin story with a character that's already established. Um, which is really clever. Um, and yeah, I thought it worked, made sense. And, and Ezra was, a, you know, they gave a great performance as both versions, as I said earlier. Um, and yeah, I'd like his, from, from, from Barry's, young Barry's opening scene where he's like fumbling across the road trying to get <laughs> inside and then, and then, you know, older Barry having to like snatch him up. And I was just, yeah, it was very, very funny. Um, yeah, I liked all the comedic beats with the two of them. I thought it worked really, really well. Um, actually, not this isn't Young Barry, but one of my favourite jokes in the movie was after we realise like that uh, older Barry has lost his powers and new Barry, like younger Barry, has his powers. Um, I liked when when <laughs> they make fun of the way he runs by getting him to do the like slow motion thing in the yeah. <laughs> That was, that was very amusing. I liked that quite a bit. Um, 
Yeah, and then I just I just loved the energy that that younger Barry brought to the story and his curiosity and and all of that. And um, yeah, I thought I, I really liked him a lot. I thought mm. he was good. Um, and going before, on, yeah, go yeah, on. and going on that uh, how they sort of swap swap powers or lack of powers yeah. with uh, um, good good uh, story thing. Otherwise, Barry can just leave. So it sort of um, mm. stopped him quite. <laughs> stopped him in his tracks, and um, to not go anywhere, and he has to uh, tackle this he- head on and how and and yeah, uh, I kind of like that. And also yeah. with the young Barry being young and naive, it definitely explained why he was doing what he did. Um, it's like no, mm. we can do this. It's like it's like no, you're stupid. I've done this before. And then he keeps on doing it. He's probably been there for over 50 years. 50 years in the Speed Force, still going. He and and that's how that's how this this movie is all the time travel movies including including Back to the Future, which we'll probably get into. And and Bill and Ted how everything is a complete loop as well as Groundhog Day. How just mm-hmm. doing the same thing over and over and over, expecting a different result, but you're going mad because that's the the theme of madness. Of- yes, that is that is madness, insanity. Yeah. Um. Yeah. 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 That's that's right. And I I I will say with with Barry younger Barry's character, I think they did a really good job of getting to that point of him to be like, no. We're we're doing it again. We're going back. I can save them. I can do it. Like just really highlighting that flaw that older Barry has. Like the fact that they've both grown up differently hmm. doesn't change who they are fundamentally. Um, so they still have this desire to, you know, do the right thing to save no matter what the cost is, and they will just keep at it and keep at it until it kills them. Yeah. Um, so I think yeah, young Barry transforming into older dark Barry. I thought was really well done. I like yeah. that. And also that's that's also like the origin story of any superhero. I mean, as you're young, you get your powers and it's like, oh, I got these new powers. What can I do? I can save people. I can do anything I can. But then you realize at this present time, uh, you have limitations and the limitations yeah. is trying to save everyone. You can't save everyone. And that's mm-hmm. the... And that's the that goes for any superhero. Basically, you can't save everyone, but you can save enough people that you can. And and you get to see see this where Barry uh, was was within the uh, Man of Steel um, scenarios. Like you can't save everyone; you can only save one person. And young Barry hasn't done that, or hasn't done that yet. And we get to see yeah. see that he hasn't he hasn't learned that lesson yet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so they they handle that really really well. All of that stuff, I think it works really well. Um, things that work less. Just before we get to, you know, the the Batman of it all, um, I just wanted to touch on your like what we're thinking about Supergirl and General Zod, like mm. their inclusions here. I I like Supergirl. I would like more of Supergirl. Um, I don't think, and I know it's not the point of the movie, but I feel like they could have maybe done a better job fleshing her out, giving mm. her a bit more depth. She was very one-dimensional 
there wasn't a lot to her apart from you know what we obviously already know because if you're nerds like we are we know the supergirl story we know why she was sent to earth um and you know and then they were kind of brought in this almost red sun storyline um as well with her here not fully of course Mm. Um, so that was interesting. Um, and then Zod, like, I mean, you've got Michael Shannon back to play this iconic villain that, you know, was one of the really interesting and cool things that Man of Steel did. And they didn't really do much with him. Um, and I, again, I know that's not the point of the movie, Yeah. but I feel like they could have done more. I don't know. How do you, how do you feel? Do you agree, Mike? What do you reckon? Um, yeah, well, I think... I I think with the ad, the the addition of uh, Supergirl as well as Batman really, and as well as uh, General Zod, how that sort of um, uh, I don't think they didn't really do much because they, in a way, they weren't really essential to the actual um, themes and story uh, for Barry because his his worst enemy is probably himself and they sort of did that uh, mm. so i can i can sort of understand why uh they didn't really get much like either screen time or development or or anything like that but yeah it's it, it is a shame of ha- having a new um a new character like like supergirl like uh, put in just just to die off which is weird and, yeah but you know she's getting her own movie but it's probably i don't gonna- wish is she probably, probably not going to be the same one? Yeah, they they they're going to do a super. super oh yeah, sorry. Yeah, they're so, not. Yeah, but we don't doing... know if it's going to be the same uh, actress. Uh, actress. 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 Same actor. There you go. <laughs> yes. Yes. No. I. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. Yeah. James Gunn is doing a, a Supergirl, but it, I imagine it'll probably be a different actress. I don't know. Maybe. So it's a backdoor maybe. pilot. I don't know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I mean, because she was. She, she was good. I was just gonna say she was. Good. Yeah, she was good. Uh, I definitely enjoyed like her story because it it is something similar as well as something different because um, they because within the Flashpoint story there was an older Batman and just and Superman was didn't fall into Kansas. He he fell into Russia. Mm. So they so they had elements of that. It just it didn't really go where it wasn't the the main story. And it was set within the the, the storyline of Man of Steel. Yeah, so mm. I I could sort of forgive him for not really handling that because yeah, it Barry's his worst his worst bad guy, and he has to tackle yeah. it himself. He he it was him who went back in time. It was him who's fucking up. It's him that needs to solve it. Except for a tin of tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. So I can I can whistle past it for sure. Um, you know. Um, but I just I don't know. That was just something that I just felt was lacking a little bit was the time yeah. spent with those those two characters in particular. But it's not the end of the world. It doesn't ruin anything. Well, it is the end of the world. Yeah. <laughs> the end of their world. Yeah. Their universe. Mm. Their own mm. bubble. Their own pocket dimension. Their own pocket dimension, yes. Um, all right, let's talk about Michael Keaton and his return to Batman. Yeah, 
Um, Well, I'll go first then, just based on that. Um, (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, no, it was great. It was nice. It was awesome. Like it didn't, it didn't blow me away like I wanted it to, but at the same time, it was good enough for me. Like I was satisfied. I didn't feel like there was anything missing really i lost my shit at the uh the reference to jack nicholson's joker i thought that was <laughs> that was cool laughter in a bag laughter in a bag that was quite funny um especially yeah. because that that movie is so dark and that laughter you know you can hear it in your head as you talk about it and for just young barry to be holding like hey what's this bag do it's laughing <laughs> he's just trying to make a joke out of it it's kind of yeah i know it's funny well you know um, batman's a hoarder he just collects shit he collects shit, yeah. Trophies. Um, yeah, but anyway, I I really liked his introduction scene where he, you know, he's still obviously got it because he's Batman, you know, he's Bruce Wayne, he he knows how to fight. I, I, I really liked that opening sequence of them fighting in the kitchen and the music and all of that. I thought that was a, vi- a visual spectacle that they did really well. Um and how they don't show like we know that it's Bruce, we know that it's Michael Keaton, but they don't show his face, which I found I found interesting. I didn't didn't hate that, didn't love it, but whatever. Um and yeah, I for me, you know, once he was you know, he allowed himself to be Bruce Wayne Batman again, um, yeah, I thought he was great. Like it was Michael Keaton's so good, it was like he slipped back into the role. Um you know, like obviously, again, it's tonally very different to the Tim Burton movies, and that's fine. Um, but it still worked well enough for me. Um, I, the only problem I had, apart from the fact that like somehow he knows about ti- alternate timelines and all that shit, the only thing I that I didn't like, and I mentioned this when I think we talked about the second trailer, the usage of my favorite line in that movie: "You want to get l- nuts? Let's get nuts." Hmm. Um, I wish they didn't do that because it it was even worse in the movie than it was in the trailer. Yeah. It was so forced. It was so forced. So I just, I didn't, I'm like, you can do, yeah, I'm Batman. Like, that's fine. That works. That's a moment. But if you're going to call back to dialogue that is known, you know, like iconic almost dialogue from the 89 Batman movie, you need to pick better dialogue or you or a different dialogue or you need to find a way to work it in where it makes sense because it didn't make sense Ugh. anyway that's my problem um and then yeah and then also i suppose i didn't sign up to watch him die repeatedly so there's that that kind of also shook me up a bit i was like i'm sorry like the first time he died i was like bullshit okay it's a time travel movie <laughs> yeah literally i was like oh i'm not you know i'm not getting uh I'm not going to get emotional over this. It's fine. He's fine. They're going to go back and they're going to save him. It's fine. And then you find out that for some reason, him and Kara dying is another one of these fixed points that has to happen. It can't be changed. Yeah. Uh, which then causes younger Barry to go down his spiral and become Dark Flash. And like I said, they did that really well. But still, I was like, I, I don't want to see, I don't want to see Michael Keaton's Batman die. Like, repeatedly and painfully. Uh, yeah, so that was a bit sad. But that was fine. That was fine. I Yeah, overall, <laughs> I, I really enjoyed him in the movie um, quite a bit. And it does... 
this might be a perfect segue for you, Mike, I don't know, but it does make me wonder what kind of a presence he would have been in the Batgirl movie and how good or bad that would have been to see. Um, because apparently he's going to be an Aquaman because reasons I read that he's going to be like the idea was supposed to be him showing up as sort of a Nick Fury style cameo character that connects everything. Yeah. That's what they, that's what they were planning on doing. So apparently he might be an Aquaman too. I don't know how that works, but apparently it might. I, <laughs> I've well, got nothing on it. that. Maybe. Oh, they changed. Oh, they yeah. Maybe they've changed it. Considering Batgirl's not a thing anymore, and yeah. that's really shitty. But yeah, um, yeah, it was nice. It was great. I'm happy. Um, overall, Michael, what did you what did you think? Where, did it live up to your expectations? Well, I don't really have much expectations because I thought, well, it's it's cool that he comes back for it, and I do enjoy member berries every so often. And yes. I, I was expecting most of that stuff, like mm. all the iconography that I I liked, like when the bat jets, like uh, in in the silhouette of the moon and him flying, mm. it's like oh that's fucking <laughs> awesome, um yeah. and just Danny Elfrin's score, just just any time for that, that's cool, um uh, fighting, kicking ass and being hurt, it's, and that scene it definitely it, it definitely reminded me of Logan when he at the start where where we all thought it was like oh is batman is batman going to die because we get to see his skull his batman helmet mask on the floor skull um thing uh in the trailer where it's, it's like blood and all that around it's like oh they're gonna kill off is he gonna die well apparently he does but <laughs> but it's like in the and just the look of his face in that in that mirror is like, yeah, I'm back, I'm Batman, <laughs> and, and all that stuff. So I did enjoy it. It didn't blow my socks off, of, and mm. uh, but it was an interesting conclusion, uh, in, uh, interesting conclusion, as well as um, I'm still not, I'm still, I'm in an hour if I like the explanation of his version of Batman is the same. And and we just have an incursion of universes like bumping in, yeah. Uh, and everything is spaghetti. No, everything is a bagel. We've established this. Everything is a bagel. Don't change it up now. It's confectionery. <laughs> anyway. Um. Yeah. What else was it? Yeah. Uh, with the the first death, I thought ah, time travel movie. You can go back, and then. <laughs> And they do. And it's like, oh, 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 okay, interesting. A lot of people are probably going to be annoyed by that, but who knows? But I will say, me in my sadistic way, when he was when he was up against that big big guy, for some reason, I I, I was thinking, break his back, break his back. Uh. <laughs> I want to see. <laughs> I want to see the broken bat. <laughs> the bat is broken <laughs> but you know you can't have everything and yeah what else can I well I suppose we can probably get into the the main ending yeah of it all yeah um, when Barry go, goes back in goes back to the future 
and hmm. yeah, and Dad wins his court case, and outside the uh, courthouse, uh, Batman's there, but not, but not as Ben Affleck, not as Michael Keaton, George Clooney. <laughs> I died. I thought that was brilliant. I thought, oh my god. <laughs> Redemption. <laughs> Redemption, yes. Yes, it was so good. You're not Batman. Don't be mean. <laughs> oh, whatever you said. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that's Fine. why I thought, yeah, don't don't take this movie too seriously. Especially, especially when the first thing he does is save babies from a falling building, <laughs> um, and also, I, I don't know. You, you get into it. What was your thought process with George Clooney? Yeah, George Clooney added to the roster of all the Batman. I mean, I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. Like you know, I, you know, I'll openly admit, and I have in the past that he's you know the worst Batman. <laughs> we've had um but that's not entirely his fault um you know he shouldn't have been cast in the role yeah, and the, mo- the movie yeah and the movie should have had a better better script um even though batman and robin is one of my guilty pleasure movies i will say i i love i love how campy it is and and awful it is and and poison ivy is everything to me um <laughs> but anyway um no, to see, so to see George Clooney here, like I just, I literally, I went from just sitting in my seat to just, I'm, I was like this, like, holy shit. Like I was just jaw dropped. Like I was, and then the cinema erupted in, you know, everyone was laughing and losing their shit. Like could not believe what we were watching. Um, yeah, it was great. It was fun. You're right. Don't take the movie too seriously. Obviously, I, I, I would say this has no bearing going forward, but we don't know what the plan <laughs> is. Um, or will we? We probably won't know for a while. I've got a couple of theories. Um, yeah. Um, but I just, I just, it was, I just thought it was great. I, like, I, I'm a sucker for member berries, and I, you know, and I love one thing DC does really well, and I'm, Marvel have done it as well, but not to the degree that DC have, because obviously. DC have had a, a a much more successful run uh, in terms of television and and uh, movies as compared to the to, to Marvel up until the MCU arrived, of course. So they have a lot more nostalgia to draw from in that sense. Mm. So they do it really well when they do it. So it was for nostalgia's sake to bring him back and to kind of give him a moment to, like you said, redemption, even though it was just very brief, like. This, the fact that they gave him that opportunity to come back and be in this movie yeah. 25 years after playing the role, it's just, I think that's really cool. It's sort of a, a no if you know sort, sort yeah. of scenario. And if you don't know, it's like, wait, Batman is George Clooney now? Yeah. <laughs> name, name recognition alone. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yes. What? Because um, he looks like, because, you know, George Clooney's George Clooney. Like, he doesn't act as much as he used to. So it's like, you see... He, he, it's George Clooney. Like, he's not Bruce Wayne. It's just... I don't know, but I I don't know. I've always just seen him as George Clooney because he wasn't a very good Bruce Wayne because, again, he was miscast. Um, but, yeah. But, yeah. And then my thought was like, oh, okay. I, I knew that was too good to be true. Barry fucked shit up again. Um, 
Yeah, and then we get that lovely post-credit scene with Aquaman. So it's yeah, it's a delightful way to end a fun superhero. Movie. Yeah, fun romp. Yeah. Um, I want to get into your theories on George Clooney though before because I ha- there are other cameos we have yet to talk about. And yes. I talk about. Yes. I want to talk about those before we wrap up. Sure thing. Uh, my theories. Um, originally, uh, they they have said that originally there was going to be three endings. And the people who saw it first only got um, only got um, Bruce Wayne uh, coming out of the car. We don't see their face, and Barry, Barry drops his uh, PG thirteen f bomb. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I forgot it. There was a. There was a <laughs> he said he says fuck in this movie. That was great. Who the fuck is that? <laughs> who the fuck is that? <laughs> gold that was great so that was the original like watching at cinema con sort of uh, version of of that and they changed it up for this because uh, originally there was actually set photos of michael keating uh outside the courthouse oh. so so i'm okay. thinking originally it was going to be michael keating and how this would go forward into batgirl how uh, in this universe now that uh, batman is now being played by an older Batman and and Michael Keating was going to be in Batgirl and still I mean an airing if uh, uh, Aquaman as well probably mm. not if they're going to do this and yeah so and so they and how things have played out now they're going to be rebooting the entire thing and they and they're not sure if the flash is going to be continuing into the into the new universe so they probably just say you know what let's just have some fun at the end mm. and so and so they they um oh no cuz one of the ideas for the ending was going to be the new new batman for ah uh. uh for for the um brave and the bold Right, but no one's been cast yet, so mm. and they couldn't really put off releasing this movie because it's been in <laughs> release hell for for ages. So they needed to get it out there, um, and so they they decided to you know what let's go out with a joke, and <laughs> what's the biggest joke was uh, <laughs> Batman and Robin, and well done for that. I applaud them. Yeah. I had I had an audible. Oh my god. <laughs> not one of my not not my first not my last oh my god in this movie because we will get into the uh, absolute cameo that I really really enjoyed I thought Where in my brain <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, I, I don't think it's to be taken seriously I don't think George Clooney is going to be the no. definitive Batman I think it's just this universe no. being a question mark in the air on where they go because yeah now because um yeah because i can't really have i I was just gonna say i think it makes more sense to do that like if they've got the opportunity to and they could seize it and actually do something fun with it considering it's not going anywhere then it makes sense for them to do something like this i mean and george Clooney has said in himself in in many interviews it's like yes that was the worst idea that that was ever done of me being batman and a puppet, and if you come up to me, 
come up to me talking about it, I will apologize to you. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in he's in with the joke. I mean, I mean, yeah. and this is like the bit good ending for that joke. It's like, yes, this is the joke. I am the joke. I am the joke. <laughs> I am the hype. And yeah, as I as I said before, this is uh, Ben Affleck. Uh, Batman is in this. Michael Keaton is in this. George Clooney is in this, as well as a representation of Adam West. Yes. It's like yes, I like this. I like this. I like this a lot. Except for the weird CGI version of uh, uh, of Keanu uh, of Keanu Reed, uh, of Christopher Reed. Bit jarring. Yeah, I think I think Helen Slater was worse, to be honest. I thought yeah. she, I thought she, I thought she looked worse. Because um, for me, it looked like with Christopher Reeve, it looked like um, they had superimposed a still like a you know a, a footage of him from Superman, one of the Superman movies he was in, um, over this rendering. So I can see what you mean by it's like is a bit jarring. But I think Helen Slater looked worse. Like I didn't even. She was almost unrecognizable to me at first, but it has been a while since I watched Supergirl. Mm. Um, yeah, that that was really nice. I got to say, like, to, for us to find, like, to get a moment of, you know, expecting this movie as well to be more of a multiversal story than a, as opposed to an alternate timeline story, um, to then have this moment at the end that where you know, the the events that Barry started has had such a run on effect that it is now causing the multiverse to, to collide. Um, you know, which is obviously a DC story that they've done in the comics and in MCU as well. Uh, um, but to see it, I didn't really agree with the way it was represented, like them looking like giant bright colored marbles. I thought that was weird. I mean, fine, sure. It's just something different. With different levels. It. it sort of reminded me of cellul- yeah. celluloid and that, and how, yeah. and how there's different levels and it's sort of, uh, within this Coliseum we see up there and it's like, what's outside of it. Yeah. And I sort of get that. Mm. Yeah. But this, this is the, probably the moment of the movie where I was the most happy, I think, mm-hmm. because like, just to see all of these, like, you know, I talk about how they pay respect to George Clooney in this movie, but they also got a chance to show us all of, you know, the pretty much all, like a lot, you know, the previous uh, Superman and, you know, Adam West, of course. And then we even get a previous Flash um, that I wasn't sure who that was because it, I don't think it was John Wesley's ship from the 90s show. I don't, they didn't reference, like, we didn't see that. All right. Just to quickly just get it out of the way, they sh- there was no Grant Gustin reference, and there should have been. <laughs> because no, because Ezra- that's television and this is movies. Uh, yeah, but Adam West was TV. He made a movie. George Reeves? Was George Reeves TV or a movie? Well, it was in cinemas. Okay. It was all like right, it was all like right, those, all right, all right. it was like those thirty nineteen um, thirties. Well, nineteen nineteen fifty. It was nineteen fifty. Yeah, serials. Yeah, serials that, that that perform on a cinema, cinema yeah. screen. I mean, it it would be on TV now, but but originally it was you go to your local local thing and you see like shitload of serials and it's like ah this time it's a Superman. Yeah. 
So I know, but they 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 made they like they put Ezra in a scene in the Crisis crossover and on the CW, like in the Arrowverse. Ezra Miller is in that. Yeah, they can do um, their own thing, and that was great. And, it, yeah, but, and I'm like, I they should have they should have done something anyway. Yeah but, yeah, but you know how many how many like movie was in that one? It was all like TV versions. Yeah, nah, freaking um, Robert Wall was in in that too. You know the guy who played Alexander Knox in Eighty Nine Batman. He's in it. Whatever. He's from the movies. Whatever. <laughs> but was he playing his character though? Yeah, he was Alexander Knox. He no. was him. Well, I haven't seen it, so. Okay. Well, I haven't it seen. Was great. No, I haven't seen the movie. I haven't seen the TV show. I haven't seen the, the Infinite Earths. I only saw. I only said that. I only saw the uh, the uh, Kevin Conroy version bit, and that's it. I haven't seen and that the was Bert, amazing. I haven't seen the Burt Ward version. Oh yeah, the Burt Burt, Burt Ward's cameo was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, that was my only nitpick because, like, you know, we get to see Adam West briefly and then we get this glorious shot of Christopher Reeve as Superman and I started getting emotional because <laughs> I have such a thing for him. Like, he's my Superman, like, hmm. period. Like, I grew up with him and, you know, and because of, you know, the sad way his life went outside of the movies as well it's like you just have such a you know you just resonate with him so much because he was such a great human being and a very talented actor that you know sat you know had some tragedy before him but he was such a good superman like he was so good um and so seeing him was amazing and then just seeing seeing helen slater's supergirl fly and land next to him as well even though like i said she looked a bit yuck because <laughs> these are obviously not the real people De-aged. standing there yeah yeah um but i i yeah i lost it i thought that was beautiful and then of course deep cuts we we get <laughs> our <laughs> i can't even believe they did this but i'm so glad about it and i'm so glad it wasn't spoiled because i died we get our first ever look <laughs> Nicholas Cage, look. first real look at Nicholas Cage as Superman from Superman Lives, the movie that never happened. That never was. The movie never that never be. was. That never will be. Directed by Tim Burton and written by Kevin Smith. Well, and it, passed you know. by Kevin Smith because yes, because the story is. You know the story. Uh, vaguely, yeah. So uh, originally, Kevin Smith was going to write um, Superman Lives. And he had mm-hmm. his, and the producer had their presu- uh, had their three recommendations uh, that he wanted to live by. He wanted Superman to not wear the suit, not fly, and in the third act, fight a giant spider. <laughs> in the third act, and mm-hmm. this is what is going off. But when, yeah. t- but when Tim Burton got onto the project, actually, he he said, "Well, I'm going to throw this script out because I'm going to do my own script." With, with my own guy who does the script. It's like, oh, yeah, cool. And then, yeah, and Tim Burton and Kevin Smith had this sort of back and forth of hating each other sort of, sort of aspect. Uh, <laughs> and um, and when it, uh, at a time when everyone, when anyone at a con or at a meet and greet actually had a full script of Superman Lives because it's on the internet somewhere, you can read mm. it, um, if anyone has that, he 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 would sign Kevin Smith. Fuck Tim Burton, because <laughs> he lost a job out of it. Yeah, and, 
and um yeah. and the, oh I, i'll mention this story where where um he saw uh kevin saw the um uh the planet of the apes that he did and how yeah. and the ending for that is uh the lincoln uh linking exhibit memorial was was a, a monkey face and ha- and how he said wait a minute i i, I did that because <laughs> there was a comic version of uh jay and silent bob strikes back how they did their little um uh planet of the ape sort of montage thing and one of them was one of them was they they took the head off the linking exhibit and put a monkey's head on it, and and so and so he sort of had a a mutual friend who was also a uh, journalist say, saying hey why why don't we write write it's like I'm it's like I yeah jokingly it's like ah I'm really mad that Tim Burton stole my stole my idea for this and it's like I'm really mad and I'm contemplating legal action. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so the the ger- journalist uh, called up Tim Burton's publishers and all, all this is like, hey, I've I've got this thing. Do you want? Do you have any words? And then everything sort of went to shit because it they they thought he was serious and it's like, oh my god. <laughs> and then it's like the only thing I want you to say is like, I've never read a comic book from and from Kevin Smith and and all this stuff. It's like, well, you've never read a comic book that explains Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm I'm sure they buried out shit because it was like oh, yeah. twenty something years ago. So it's a long time ago now. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's that's funny. I didn't actually know the full story. That's great. Yeah. So Kevin. Uh, yeah. So and we 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 have Cage as Superman in this movie. Long fighting a giant. Long haired Superman fighting, fighting a giant, a giant spider. spider. <laughs> it was great. I thought, oh my god! If you know, you know. <laughs> and and if you don't, you're gonna be like, what the what fuck the am I watching? What the fuck am I watching? Nicholas Cage in a what? <laughs> I don't know this movie. And I'm sure, I'm sure Google got a good workout that time. It was like Nicholas Cage, Superman. Oh, oh, this is a very deep cut. Yeah. And would that be the universe that Michael Keaton came from? Um, I don't know, but technically it could could have been cuz it's Burton verse, I suppose. The Burton verse. But then they're but but then they're also implying that George Clooney is separate to Michael Keaton even though the Burton verse and the Schumacher verse are supposed to be one and the same. But it's a different face. But it's different faces, like James Bond. Yeah. Um that and Val Kilmer. Yeah, I don't know. And Val Kilmer, of course. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because Batman is James Bond. <laughs> yes, Batman has changed more faces than any other character. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. That's very, very true. Um, yeah, it was fantastic. It was great. Lost my shit. Um, what a great bunch of cameos and Easter eggs and, and stuff. Like, say what you will about the special effects. I, I, I can appreciate the attempts of nostalgia and homages and uh deep cuts they were they were doing um it was it was awesome yeah it was great it's not the best um, but i I'll, I'll watch it more than once the yeah 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 i'll definitely watch this again yeah 
That's for sure. Um, and it'll yeah. probably be even better if, you know, with time, when Ezra's sort out his shit. Him, his, them shit, sorry. Their shit. Yes. Yes, hopefully Ezra, yeah, like as much as, you know, he did some pretty bad... Sorry, as much as they did some pretty bad things, we only want uh, them to be well at the end of the day. Mm. So, hopefully... Um, you know, they can be redeemed yeah, somehow. Always room for rehabilitation. Rehabil- I can't speak Re- today. Yes. I mean, you know, Robert Downey Jr. was in prison. Mm. So, and look at him now. So, anything's possible. Yeah. Pulling bagpipes out of a dragon's ass. <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. Oh, don't. Do I please. need to? No. <laughs> no, please don't. I just please know don't. that, and that's all that's, I need to know. That's all you need. 90 minutes of my life I'm never getting back. That's oh, right. God. He's in Oppenheimer, so there you go. Exactly, which is coming out next month. Um, I'm going to see Bobby. Bobby, yes. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say about this movie. I think I've said everything I need to. Um, is there anything else you want to cover before we get on out of here? Not very enjoyable. Yes. Yes. Good morals uh, for grief. Yeah. Hmm. Yes, very much. Seven and a half out of ten. I don't Would score. <laughs> and you don't. You don't score. <laughs> never score. Never will. Just good. Follow your heart. Follow your heart. Yes. All right. Uh, that will do it. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, those are our thoughts on the Flash. Uh, one of the final DCEU movies. Mm-hmm. Um, go check it out. You won't have a bad time. That's all I'll say. Yeah. You will not. You will not have a bad time. And, and especially if you're a f- yes. Sorry. I was just going to say, especially if you're a, D- a DC fan at all, you will get something out of this. So not Fulia. Well. I mean, Fulia should go watch it if she wants, but we just ruined the whole movie for us. So, <laughs> so Fulia, if you're back, the time is uh, two hours and twenty eight minutes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> click. <laughs> click on. Click All right. Off. Click on. Click off. All right. All right. Well, on that note, popcorn culture is done. It is time to mosey on out of here. Uh, thank you, everyone, for watching and listening. And, and that, that was, was a, podcast a podcast called, called Fred. Fred. Da, 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 da. Uh, yes. Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for the latest Fred content. If you'd like to listen to Freddy Alien, you can find us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. If you like to watch Fred the Alien, you can head on over to our youtube.com slash Fred the Alien Productions. And if you're on Twitch, give us a follow. And if you're still on the stream on uh, YouTube, click the bell icon when you've done that subscription. It does a con confetti saying yay you're following us and you're subscribed ring the bell icon so you can keep us up keep you up to date yes please do do it uh, i've been do it i've been a kendall richardson and i've been reverse michael lister uh lister michael michael lister and, and you, you just, just experienced, experienced a, a podcast, podcast called Fred.
Yes. Ending transmission. Come on. Remember to eat beef. Freddy lives. Loki dies. The doctor is in. And... Uh, I'm running faster. And my uh, pants and shirt have all burned off. Ha ha. You can't see it. Ha 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 ha. Visual gag. Visual gag. Yes. Thanks for watching. Thanks for all the latest videos. <clears throat> uh...